Hi, and welcome to the Talking CX Podcast. We're glad you're here. And as you know, uh, 2023 is the year we've decided to focus our CX discussions on what are the most productive small things, or even one small thing, that you as a business owner can do to leave your customers with a great experience. And so we have also this year started to explore the difference that AI tools are making in the customer experience world. And I thought, you know, wouldn't it be amazing to find an AI tool that is simple enough to help with one small thing that a business owner can do to really make a difference with their customers? And just around the time that I was thinking, hey, wouldn't that be great to combine those two subjects, I was contacted by Rick Ellsmore. He is the founder and CEO of a company called Simply Noted. And this company appears to be exactly that, a great combination of one small thing that a business owner can do to really make the customer experience, to really elevate that. And My understanding is that it also involves AI. And so, Rick, um, you've been kind enough to join us today to explain all of this to us. And, you know, I I really appreciate you being here. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and why you started Simply Noted? Absolutely. Well, first off, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Um, Like you mentioned, my name is Rick Elmore. Um, My uh, Backgrounds actually are pretty unique. Uh, I started off really young, found an early liking to sports, um, really couldn't sit down in class at all as a child. My mom, I, I, I'm not exaggerating, I think got me tested seven or eight times for ADD um, because I just could not sit still. And if, funnily, I just never tested positive. We just found out I just couldn't sit still, but um, really found a liking to sports early on. And uh, played all the sports, football, basketball, skateboarded, rollerbladed, hockey, everything. But really football is what stuck out to me. Um, Was lucky enough, uh, got pretty good at it, got a scholarship to the University of Arizona, uh, played under Mike Stoops in the early 2000s. Was a three-year starter there, had a really good career, um, was a defensive captain, led the Pac-10 back then in sacks and tackles for loss my junior and senior year which is a pretty important stat category for a defensive lineman, and then was drafted into the the NFL in 2011. Um, So my background really, like my my parents are small business owners. My stepdad was a contractor, um, but really had no technological background. My, My parents were like solopreneurs. They didn't like run big businesses. But what I saw from them early on was they had the ability to be flexible, you know, in their schedule and go to all our games. And I knew I wanted that. So when I got done with football in 2011, I got into the business world. Uh, I started working at Stryker and Strawman, two very large medical companies, was in corporate America for just under seven years, had a lot of success there. Was either uh, I was first year I was rookie of the year, um, like the team MVP for the West Coast, and then the next five years I was either top one percent or top five sales rep in the company, and really just took everything that I was good at as an athlete and transferred it to um, being you know a sales rep, you know the hard work, desire, perseverance, strength, grit, passion, um, you know all that stuff that you know helps you be disciplined, dedication. And um, about 2017, you know, I knew I didn't want to be in corporate America for a long time. 
and I went back and did my MBA. And this is where the idea for Simply Nota began. Um, I was in a marketing class about a year into my program. And a marketing professor was going over all the success rates in marketing. And everything was super dull and boring and not exciting. Like email was like 7%. Direct mail was like even worse than that. But he ends his three-hour lecture saying, hey, guys, you know what works better now, if not better than ever, is a good old-fashioned handwritten note. They get opened almost 100% of the time, 99.2% of the time. People appreciate them. They're rare. Um, mailboxes are empty. And I just thought that was like such a no-brainer. I was just like, yeah. I mean, I grew up without a cell phone. I didn't get a cell phone until I was 17. I wrote handwritten notes. Uh, when I got recruited, you know, the coaches who sent me handwritten notes meant more to me. You know, I have a box of handwritten notes that I've kept. You know, they're like keepsakes. So I thought there was like, you know, there was an opportunity there, you know, to if we can help businesses scale it, you know, like because it takes so much time to, to send them or automate it. There may be like a, a business there. So that's kind of where the idea started. I can kind of tell you where the entrepreneurial seizure, like business plan moment happened. It kind of happened a few months later. But the idea started when I was doing my MBA in 2017. Wow. <laughs> so I can see where, where that would, would have been kind of a dreary kind of a class. And then all of a sudden, like Eureka, right? So you just kind of thought of it at that, at that moment. Yeah, so when it, when the professor said that, I was I was in sales at the time, and when he said it, I was like, 99%, man, if I can get in front of my client 99% <laughs> of the time, that's going to make me more successful. So what happened was I bought like a really bad like like plotter machine from China. Um, when I got there, it came when I received it, it took me like a month to build it because it was like in pieces, and then like another month um, to figure out how to work with it, but... Uh, this little machine that had no paper feed, there was no automation, no technology. It was basically just writing like fonts from Microsoft Word. Um, mm -hmm. I sent out 500 test letters to doctors and um, <laughs> these doctors would just call me like, I'm not really crying, but like just so thankful that I sent them a handwritten note. They're like, hey, Rick, like they'd call me, which was rare, like a doctor would never call me. And they're like, hey, Rick, like, first off, thanks for sending me this handwritten note. This is awesome. Um, and our relationship just blossomed from there. And I got 28 calls mm -hmm. from 500 notes, you know, it just helped my business be so successful. And that's really when I, I, I started thinking like, Hey, there's something here. It works. And, um, really I've just ran with it from there. And the next, you know, the last next five years after that, it's just been an absolute wild ride. You know, we've, we've built robots, we have machine learning, we work with AI, um, AI is implemented into our platform. Um, we have six pending patents, you know, three design, three utility. So it's just absolutely, you know, just grown like a weed. It's been great. So my understanding is that you actually use robots on both sides of the equation, right? You use robots to write the notes and you use AI to, to help people, um, compose the notes absolutely. as well. So for the first one, um, you know, the robots writing the notes. You know what I'm imagining when I think, and I haven't seen any pictures of your robots, right? So I'm imagining, you know, a, a, a robot with a little robot head and a little robot arm mm -hmm. and a little stick figure. And they're just kind of sitting there and they're just kind of moving their arm. And I'm not sure if they're right-handed or left-handed um, or... <laughs> You know, I, I'm assuming they're they're getting their instructions from 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 uh, 
from the other AI, like from the, you know, whatever, yeah. you know, open AI that you're using to, to help people give the, the props. But um, why, so why did you decide to use robots to write the notes instead of using like, you know, like the printer that, yeah. you know, cause you, cause people get what look like kind of handwritten notes, but you can tell that they're really not handwritten notes in the yeah. mail. And you know that, you know, it came off of a printer and a computer wrote a, a Google font, right? Absolutely. Onto the paper. So, so why the, why the robots to write? Yeah. The well, notes? well, first off, um, I just sent you, I don't know if you want to like live look at this, but I just sent you a video of our robots if you wanted to see them, but I'm happy to answer that question. Um, so like you just said, you know, there are a lot of companies out there that just print them, but you can, it's incredibly obvious when somebody sends you a printed handwritten note, it's laser printed, the uh -huh. ink doesn't smear, there's no pen indentations, there's no handwriting engine, there's no font technology to where it actually like builds in kerning, ligature styles, writing characteristics. Um, uh -huh. So, or the, what the people will do is they'll write out a handwritten note and just photocopy it. You know, you'll see those window companies doing it. You know, we wanted to do uh -huh. something and, and take it to the next level. Um, I knew how powerful it felt to receive a handwritten note. And if I ever got a printed handwritten note, I was like, I was, I'm not going to say I was disgusted, but I was just like, why would you even waste your time sending me this? Like, do you want to fake me out? Are you trying to fake me out? So it was really important for us to make sure that if we were going to build a, a company, number one, um, the technology had to be so good. Um, that the product that we were sending had to be 100% uh, believable because I wouldn't be proud of the company that we're building or the product we're selling if it wasn't, you know, an authentic handwritten note. And those other technologies that are out there, they have no, none of those capabilities. They have no handwriting engine. They have no font variation. And that's what we did. Um, we, when we started with those pen plotters, they had none of that. We were forced to make our own handwriting robot. With these handwriting robots, I mean, I can take your handwriting, pull out all the characteristics of your handwriting and produce a hundred handwritten notes for you. Not a single line, not a single card or a single note or a single envelope will ever look the same. It constantly varies. We use machine learning as it writes. We don't use fonts. So our robots mm -hmm. are intelligent enough to know exactly what they're writing. They're not just drawing glyphs or drawing fonts, which these pen plotters were doing. So... Um, when you're using a real pen and we use weighted pens with a downward force, it digs into the paper. So you get the real pen indentation and the drag of the, the ballpoint pen. So you kind of see the ink variation. Um, we have our own handwriting engine. So these look, I mean, we're the only company in the world that's built our own handwriting robots. So, um, I mean, these notes are remarkably real. And then we use technology, you know, for these uh, large B2B businesses, e-commerce platforms to automate it. So we use like Zapier, Integromat or Make um, or Integrately mm -hmm. or Webhooks or yeah, or Zapier. I don't know if I've said that, but you can use all these automation platforms or our API to automate sending handwritten notes. So, you know, uh -huh. a lot of people will automate our service, you know, based off of triggers or events that are happening within their business or like an anniversary or a birthday. Or, I mean, people, I, I would be lying to you, but a lot of people do use us for prospecting just because it's authentic, the open rate's so high, and it's separating yourself from the competition to do something different that no one else is doing. Yeah. that's And you said that you can take samples from of someone's handwriting and, and, and you can make it look like that person's handwriting. 
Yeah, I, I think um, it's smarter actually to use a robot <laughs> to write a note, especially in today's uh, crazy world. Uh, like robots don't misspell words. Um, you know, it's a lot easier for brands to stay consistent to make sure the quality of their notes look good. You know, uh -huh. you're not getting carpal tunnel, like you can stay on time and consistent. So there's a lot of benefits of using robots or a platform to automate it. But yeah, like you just said, I mean, I you can use one of our handwriting styles that we have available or, or we can create one for you. Um, it's just, it's a really cool technology that's really building a, an authentic approach to relationship building. That's as easy as sending or automating an email. So that's really what we're trying to do is build the best technology and uh -huh. platform to help brands connect and build relationships more authentically um, and more efficiently. So Rick, just a question. I mean, it's pretty amazing, right? So um, <clears throat> when you, you talked about handwriting style, do you, do you analyze grammar as well within the kind of style thing for your customers? Because obviously people have a different way of, you know, phrasing things, which is, which is generally pretty personal. And if, if someone either either knows somebody in advance or gets to know somebody later, those things usually become potential triggers. So do you look at that as well as the actual style of handwriting? Um, we do not build that into the handwriting. We do use OpenAIs or ChatGPT as like an integration to our website. So um, you can prompt, you know, like write a thank you note to my clients for being a great customer, right? And I'll write out a note for you and, and do it all for you, but it does not memorize your tone. You can prompt the tone that you would like, but um, we're basically just, you know, leveraging OpenAI's technology within our platform for the AI. But for the machine learning aspect of the handwriting styles, that's more of like the writing style, not the tone of the voice. So like, like when we're, when we're pulling in the fonts, like we're measuring how hard you literally are digging into the paper. Do you write soft? Do you write hard? Um, do you connect a lot of letters? Do you not connect a lot of letters? Do you connect a lot of your um, ligatures, like two T's, two O's? Like, what does that look like? So we're programming all that into your own handwriting style. So when it does get pushed to our handwriting engine, the machine learning will naturally write the way that you write, if that makes sense. So how does that, I mean, I know it's probably in your videos. How does that, I mean, is, is that like a sample size that you take on somebody? And then how many... I mean, typically, how many different examples of somebody's, you know, personal style do you need? Or is, is that like a, you know, a physical activity you take with it? I mean, you talked about the pressure of the pen. You can sense that, obviously, with the indentation in the paper. But, I mean, how does how does that work? Just a little, you know, a couple of minutes. Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. It, it is. A, it's kind of like a silly exercise. I mean, you're going to feel like you're in first grade again. Like, we literally have you write out your numbers and your letters and a bunch of silly sentences. Um, we always say the more you can give us, um, it's only going to make your handwriting style that more authentic because we're just feeding it that much more data. But um, yeah, it's really you just sit down, you write out your alphabet. Um, and well, seriously, you, you, you write these sentences that are super silly, but we're purposely connecting words next to each other to see how you are naturally writing. So it, the sentence may not make sense, but it makes sense for us on the back end and how we are trying to pull out that that like creative style of how you write. Okay. I have a question along those lines sure. because as somebody who's been experimenting with Jasper and content at scale and several other kind of AI copywriter 
type AIs, I've noticed it takes time for them to get to know the way you write. And, and that's what they're all beating each other up in competition over is who's got this down the best, right? Yeah. Yep. How have you trained your app on OpenAI to be like em- empathic, to be able to well, write it, empathic yeah. notes? Well, we have nothing to do with that. Um, we're literally just leveraging ChatGBT within our app. So however you prompt it, I know it has some like ethical, like hard stops or like walls uh-huh. built into it. But um, uh-huh. I mean, OpenAI is completely um, responsible for that. <laughs> so, oh, no, oh so you haven't created, you haven't created your own app like to... No, we're literally using their API. Uh, yeah, we're literally integrating oh, okay. their platform within our platform. So we're leveraging their AI from within our platform. But um, unless you're Google or OpenAI or Microsoft, everybody else is doing the same thing. Um, you know, they're just leveraging their their okay. code to create their own their own version of AI. Um, you know, the the trailblazers right. are OpenAI. Bard or Google or, or, or Microsoft. So um, everybody else, they may say they're creating it. They're just leveraging an open source technology. Okay. So it's still up to the person that's wants to send this handwritten message. It's uh, a lot of it's going to be on them to come up with the, with the words that are really going to be meaningful. Yeah, so what I would do if I was somebody using this, I would use ChatGPT or, or OpenAI to build like a campaign, like um, prompt, you know, prompt the AI, say we, we're sending out a three-piece mailer to our customers about these three things. We need help coming up with messaging with a strong call to action, right, or whatever it is. And then you have OpenAI build that out, and then you can use the AI that's built within our, our website to, to work on your messaging. But really, what we're trying to do is is take away the roadblock for messaging, right? Because you can just prompt AI to to help you with what to write, and right. then we are doing using robots to write it. So you don't have to think about it anymore. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to think about a message, and you don't have to write it. Like we're trying to build a platform that helps you come up with your message, write your message, and automate it. Like you know, basically be a full stop solution. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I think this is more of like a client retention platform. So if you think in customer experience, like you know, your best customers are the ones who feel the most appreciated. They stick around a lot, a lot longer, spend more money. Lifetime value goes up. So what we try to do is help our customers build better relationships. And our platform helps send an authentic handwritten note. And I don't know if there's a better way to build a relationship with somebody outside of sitting down with them face-to-face or spending time with them. But unfortunately, right. that's not scalable. So we right. think this is the, the next best solution. So if you have a client that is literally paying for your business, and I mean, we use our own service to thank our clients. Like if your clients don't buy your products or pay for your service, you your business goes out of, out of, out of business. So we think by you know, trying to build a better relationship with them by sending them a thank you note, thanking them for working with you or an anniversary card shows that you're being, you're thinking of them. Uh, The perception's reality. They're going to think you sent it, but you know, really, you know, a lot of these businesses are using a service like Simply Noted to automate it because they understand the value and a strong relationship. Customers Mm -hmm. who feel appreciated are five times more likely to make a purchase. They're five times more likely to forgive a mistake. A huge one right here, an appreciated customer is four times more likely to make a referral. So by mm-hmm. just building good relationships with your clients, like you're going to 
grow organically versus having to spend uh-huh. more money on ads and sales and outbound. So, and then they're seven times more likely to try a new offering. You know, it's really hard to sell a new client versus just keep a current client happy and for them to buy new products and refer their friends. So the the numbers that you've been mentioning um, have what have you seen in practice in reality, right? When so, with yeah. among your customers, yeah, our best customers, the ones who I, I see that order with us the most consistently, are the ones that are literally just saying thank you. There's no hidden like P.S. Here's you know ten percent off your next order because you know I, I feel like people can feel like you know you're saying thank you, but you really just want me to buy more. But our best customers, you know, they come from customer service, you know, our uh, uh, nonprofits, um, e-commerce platforms, um, you know, they're just thanking their clients and we've seen their orders just scale up over time. And we do have, again, clients who use this for prospecting, but we try to really consult with our clients just to build a better customer experience, build a better relationship, say thank you, Mm -hmm. show them that you're, you're thinking of them, send them a birthday card. Um, send them an anniversary card, a holiday card. And that is what helps businesses thrive over time, you know, versus these little short sputters of wins that don't last. So, um, right. you know, yeah, you know, a cool example is, you know, we work with a home service company here in Phoenix and they go into a client's home four times a year, once a quarter. And one of those services uh, is one of the bigger services. It's like 190 bucks um, for their service for that one quarter. And when they visit that home on that one service, when they fulfill it in the CRM as like that service was completed, we'll automate a thank you note from that service technician from that company to be sent to them. And we get feedback from uh, the company that sends those handwritten notes that they'll go in there three months later and they'll see the handwritten note like on a on a bench or on like the counter still or, you know, somewhere in the house when they're servicing it again. And you just can't buy real estate or shelf like that, a shelf life like that from anything else. Like if you think about mm-hmm. it, like when you receive a handwritten note, it's like a keepsake, you know? So people are more inclined to keep that versus like an email, right? That gets forgotten. Right. No one's going to screenshot a text message and then hang it up on their fridge, right? That print mail goes straight in the no. trash. So um, we feel like these handwritten notes are gifts themselves. Um, they're powerful appreciation and relationship building tools. And I mean, uh-huh. I think that's a great example of how, you know, it's impacting a business and that customer over time. Hey, this may sound like a silly question, Rick. Do you handwrite the envelopes too? Absolutely. Everything we okay. do is completely pen written. We don't put any of our logos on it. We use real forever stamps. You know, if we're doing a good job, um, which I think we do, um, your, your recipient or the person you send a handwritten note to will never know you used a service. It's that authentic. Okay. I mean, I assumed you did, but I thought it was worth asking. So, yeah, cool. Yeah, absolutely. So besides the anecdotal, you know, right, hey, this is great. Thank you for this note. It's hanging up on my fridge or it's on my <laughs> office wall or what's anything like that. Do you have any other statistics, to, you know, to point to customer retention or NPS scores or anything like that? Or is it pretty much pretty hard to measure? I mean, it really is. Um, I think this is a really, if anybody's going to pull a stat from this or pull something from this uh, conversation is that I'm a business owner. If anybody's out there as a business owner or has to measure growth over time, 
Um, my background's in sales and anybody understands the leaky bucket syndrome. Like if you're constantly losing clients, you're constantly having to add new clients. And mm -hmm. um, this was an American Express study. They found out that a simple 5% improvement in client retention of your, like your major business accounts will on average increase profits by 25 to 95% year over year. So, so many people and are so focused on bringing on new clients that they forget by just every year retaining on average 5% more, your, your profits year over year will grow by 25 to 95%, which I think that's a really stat, really easy stat to understand because if you're constantly losing clients and having to spend all your time on bringing on new clients, like it's really hard to grow. So I think that's a really important stat. Right. And right now, I mean, this is a great kind of a time to start this because right now I think that most people who get a note like that is not, they're not going to be thinking, oh, I think a robot wrote that. No. <laughs> you know, um, as time goes on, let's say, you know, two, three years down the road, do you think it's going to retain its authenticity? Well, I think um, humans are just being desensitized to everything now just because of how everything's evolving. Um, I do uh -huh. think within five years, this will be pretty well known. You know, our, our website already has 400,000 users a month. Um, uh -huh. So <laughs> I can see that how right. much that's going to grow over the next five years. So I do see at some point, you know, people will, will think about this, but I think companies are going to have to do what we've done or buy Simply Noted itself. Like they're these pen plotter technology companies or old like auto pen companies. The technology is really old and they, those machines write like robots. Um, the machine learning mm -hmm. that we use, you know, it's going to be constantly evolving and being updated. So I think it's going to be almost impossible to tell that if a person wrote it or not because of just how much technology is built into the mach machine learning for our handwriting engine. I, I mean, I've been doing this for five years. I literally walk in our warehouse and I see them write and I, when they're sitting on the table, like I have to like triple look at it. Like, was that written by one of our machines? Like, because it's that authentic. So, um, but again, I think everything, everything's going to become, it's going to seem like it's automated or done by robots. I mean, that's what AI is going to do. That's what Tesla, Elon Musk is doing with their robots. <laughs> so, I, don't, I just don't know um, if that's in our lifetime where we'll just be completely taken over by robots. But it is the early adapters. <laughs> and this is with anything, right? You know, going back to the gold rush of the, you know, the gold rush, the early adapters are the ones who make the most money and benefit, you know, reap the biggest rewards. So right. um, it's, you know, if you wait too long, right, then people may think it's not authentic. So it's always the early adapters, the pioneers, the trailblazers, the chance takers, right? The um, creative thinkers. Those are the ones who reap the most rewards. So um, I do agree with you. There may be some like desensitizing to this type of, you know, outreach, but Hey, in the nineties, you know, it got really boring because everybody did it. Right. And then here we are 30 years later and it's a treasure again. So every, what's, right. what is old is new again, you know? Mm -hmm. So we'll just go through that cycle repeatedly, probably. And trailblazers like yourself are going to be in a good position to adapt. Yeah. I think anybody out there, you have to constantly be trailblazing, whatever it is, if it's your career, your business, your niche, because things are changing overnight. You know, what, you know, think about it 10 years ago, they came out with a new phone every year and it was a big deal. 
Now AI is coming out with a new update every week, if not every day. Um, and if I don't know if anybody understands our artificial intelligence, but once it becomes like self-aware artificial intelligence, um, uh-huh. I mean, it's going to be infinitely, you know, better overnight. So mm-hmm. um, things are going to start That's right. being innovated, <laughs> you know, at a, a much faster pace. I mean, it's just it's a very exciting time to be alive right now, um, but also <laughs> it's, it's kind of crazy because you don't know how it's going to evolve. <laughs> That's right. Hang on for yeah. the ride. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, so to sum up, your product is all about saying thank you. Yep. I think uh, relationships will never go out of style. Businesses still want to do business with people in a relationship is at the end of the day, when it comes down to a contract negotiation, every product, you know, is going to be picked apart, but it's going to come down to that person, who they trust, who they like, and in, in, the, in that relationship. So it's who dominates the relationships usually, um, you know, is going to win in the long run. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Rick. I really appreciate your time and coming on and telling us all about this. It's very cool. Going to uh, put a link in our show notes here where people can sign up and and check things out. Do they get a test sample? Yep. Everybody's first card is free. So anybody can go on there and send their first card for free. Just use discount code one capital F capital R capital E E. And your first card will be free or just go request a sample kit. We do a really nice job at sending you a really nice sample kit. It's free. Um, all the all these details are in there. Um, case studies, flyers, uh, handwriting styles, different envelopes we use. So, yeah, I mean, anybody can go to simplynoted.com, request a sample or reach out to me on LinkedIn. It's just Rick Elmore, E-L-M-O-R-E. And I'd be happy to connect with you there as well. Awesome. Thank you, Rick, so much. Thank you, Graham. Thanks, everybody. We will talk to you next time. And until then, do CX right. And do it right now. Yeah, thank you, Graham. Bye.